you know, uh, we're believing for greater, that our God can do more. And then we're we're, we're declaring that God is fighting for us. There are just two things tonight that I want to touch on and expand. And look, this isn't deep theology, thank goodness, because otherwise all of us would be in trouble. But this is just what I feel like God is saying tonight. And I believe if we can get hold of it, if we can really get hold of it, like not just listen to it, but actually allow it to permeate in our hearts so much so that it is expressed in our action. Like if we can really do that, I believe that greater freedom is ours. Amen. Oh, look, don't get quiet on me because you sat down. Otherwise, I get the band back up and then we'll do it all again. Okay. So do not get quiet on me. Thank you. Please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> okay, so if you, if you have your Bibles, then you should. Electronic or the paper version, all good. Uh, Romans 12, verse 2, you can write this down or you can listen uh, to me. It says this, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way that you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Because of the privilege and authority God has given me, this is cool, I give each of you this warning. Not me, the Bible. Don't think you are better than you really are. Don't you like it when the Bible says something like that? (laughs) Don't think you are better than you really are. Be honest in your evaluation of yourselves, measuring yourselves by the faith God has given us. Interesting. Don't think you're better than you are. Rather, be honest in your evaluation of yourselves by um, the faith that God has given us. This is why we need to have an equipers one. Because it is, it's about transforming the way that we think, the way that we think, because too much thinking of me Not enough thinking of we, right? Oh my gosh, Equipeth One, I gotta get on a bus. I gotta travel an extra 15 minutes. Why do we have to do this? That is thinking of me. Thinking of we is a different kind of faith. Thinking of we in terms of this space, if we're going to translate it and put it all together, that thinking says this, well, me, I think I could maybe reach my family. We, equipers one, I I could reach this whole region. Don't think you're better than you are, but but measure yourself by the faith God has given us. So this is why we gotta come. Cause you may not think you can do it, but we do. You may not think your family can get saved, but we do. You may not think your community, your school, your workplace, the government policy can shift. You don't have to, we do. That's why we come together and some crazy person shouts down a microphone. <laughs> Cause if you can't, that's okay. Just keep coming to the places of we. 
If you can't manage to do it during the week, it doesn't mean that you are a, a lesser of a Christian. Just get to the places of we. Don't hide. Don't run from the we. I <laughs> should stop saying we, right? <laughs> there must be a renewal of thinking, a shift from me to us. Um, I, I looked up the word isolation, right? And the... Um, when I looked up the definition, the psychoanalysis, it says that isolation is a process whereby an idea or memory or occasion or place or whatever is stripped of its emotional component. That's what isolation is. It's when the place that we come to then gets stripped of what is the emotional component? That's our heart. See, this is why the individual think, because we just isolate and we take our hearts away from each other and we pull our hearts away from each other and now we're just thinking about we, but as we, as, as we carry on, it says this, so it is with Christ's body, many parts, each part has a special function. We are many parts of one body and we all belong to each other. I, I, I don't belong to me, I belong to us. When, when I get an email from, from Laura, the amazing Laura, saying, Esther, can you come hang with us for the weekend? The thing that I don't do is think, oh, let me just check my schedule, see if I have time for the Wellington people. I don't, I think, Oh, yeah, I, I need a shift because this is, this is I, I belong to them. I, I, I actually belong to Equippers Wellington. That's my church. I actually belong to Equippers Lower Hut. That's my church. So when Pastor Boone and Cynthia say, Esther, we love having you here. Come preach. I'm gonna preach like this is my church. I'm gonna, I'm gonna serve like this is my church. I'm gonna turn up like this is my church because there are just some areas in my life where it's too hard for me to believe on my own. And you think I've come here to serve you? I have, but I've also come here looking for you to serve me. I've come here looking for a conversation where I can be hugged. Esther, you're awesome. I'm like, thanks. Oh, who did I meet um, today um, from Lower Howe? What's up? Where are you? Are you here? Hey, he's here. What's up, man? What's up, what's up? It's probably like the 20th time you've had that, right? I'm sorry. But it was so cool after church <coughs> this morning, he comes up to me and he says, hi, Esther. And he reintroduces himself to me. We met at Summer Revolution. And, uh, and he just says, man, thank you so much, Esther, for coming on Friday night. Uh, the, the, the boys that I invited, they came and they really enjoyed it and they really got impacted by it. So on behalf of them, I just wanted to say thank you. And see, that's, oh, And, and so he comes up, to, he, he, he just thinks he was just doing what he's doing. But for me, I've had a hectic, crazy week. For me, I've had to ask myself so many times, am I making the right decisions? Am I doing too much? Am I doing too much in one area? But God, I'm, I'm, I'm getting so stretched. Am I doing what is right? I, I had an assessment due on Friday at four o'clock. And I, swear, I, I went with um, Wakash and Luther to Wellington Girls. They loved it. 
and uh, we did a program at Wellington Girls, and then and during the program, and while I was hanging out with Jordan and Christy, I'm thinking about this assignment that I have to get done. At 3.59 in the afternoon, I submit my assignment. <laughs> Y'all, I'm glad you're celebrating. <laughs> and as I, as I submitted it, I was like, oh man, God, I'm just, I, I remember just being in the hotel and just saying, God, I just, I pray that what I'm doing is not, is not just wasteful. And I pray, God, that what I'm doing is just according to your will. And I went and served at, at the uprising on Friday night. And, and when Wasa came and said that to me on Sunday morning, it was just, man, it was so encouraging for my heart. And I was like, awesome, thank you, God. You see, you need me as much as I need you. We need each other so much. And we need to come into these places because you may not believe that God is fighting for you, but I do, but we do, and we can do that together. Um, we're gonna finish and uh, we're gonna land, sorry, in Joshua chapter one. And this is, this is uh, the, the scripture and the, just what's been going on in my, in my heart and my life this whole year. At the beginning of the year, God spoke to me this word from Joshua and he said to me, Esther, if you dare to dream, you must be brave enough to fight. Esther, if you're gonna dream it, this year you better learn how to fight. Esther, if you're gonna see it, if you're gonna see the inheritance and you're gonna see what God has for you, you need to learn how to fight. So I knew that 2015 for me was gonna be a fighting year. I knew I had to, I, I better get my weapons sharp and I better be on point. And I knew I was gonna be on a battleground this year. So I'm just gonna share with you two ways that God has taught me how to fight. And it's kind of blindsided me a little bit this year. Because if you know me, I like to fight loud and I like to fight fierce. And I like to be really crazy about it. And I like to just go at it like good old Kiwi grunt. I like to do that. I like to just do some hard work. I like to get it done. I get excited the week before we go on Revolution Tour and we have a 17-hour rehearsal. And then we gotta go home and sleep for five minutes and then wake up and pack in in the morning again. I'm like, yes, I love this. This is where I thrive. But God taught me how to fight in a different way this year. <laughs> So, so Joshua chapter one, and verse six, we all know this. It says, be strong and courageous for you are the one who would lead people to possess all the land I swore to their ancestors that I would give them. Two things, strong and courageous. This is what God has been teaching me this year, strong and courageous. I looked up the dictionary definition of what it is to be strong. Check this out. Butty, come on stage very quickly. It says, <laughs> yeah, yeah, come. Wow, that was quick, man. Okay, to be strong, just stand right here. You wanna you want take your shirt off? Yeah, not the whole thing, just so everyone can see your guns. You don't have to, okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Don't you love his yes heart? He's like, this is, I'm dying slowly, but I'm gonna do it, okay. So to be strong is having, showing, or being able to exert great bodily or muscular power. Butsy, hi, show us your guns. 
Turn around, Patsy. Turn around. Show us your guns. Yeah. Wow, look at that. Solid. So solid. Stay there, Patsy, with your guns. You don't have to flex. Shirt might rip. No. <laughs> it won't, though. <laughs> so, it says to be strong is having, showing, or being able to exert great bodily or muscular power. See, this is Patsy, and he is showing how, how, like how his strength is, okay? See, if I go like that, I can still push him. What use is your guns now? A girl can still push you. Don't look at me like that, Patsy. This is payback. He was my boss for like two years. <laughs> right? We think, arms up. We think that just because you've got some strength, that means you are strong. No, it doesn't. You think just because you got some strength, that means you are strong. I, I can still push you. All I need to do is just find your weak spot. All I need to do is just find some sort of area that you haven't been showing off to the world. Well, that's all I have to do. All I have to do is find the area that you've been covering up by sin. This is all I gotta do. And then all of a sudden, what use are your guns now? What use are the, what use are the Instagram pics of doing my daily devotions? Here's my Bible and my coffee and my multicolored highlighters. And I love Jesus so much, can't you tell? Filter, 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 post. Don't even read your Bible. <laughs> right? What's the point of having strength if you don't know how to be strong? And so this year, God's been, t you can put your guns down, okay. But stay there, stay there. What is the point? See, to be strong is to be able to exert bodily strength. Did you miss it? <laughs> Remember, don't measure yourself by the faith God has given you, but by the faith God has given us, the body of Christ. Your strength is not found in you. Your strength is found in us. So we are just going at life alone. You can take that. Give him a hand. He did so good. We're just going at life alone, going at the struggle alone. We're just trying to get it right ourselves. We're just doing it all by ourselves. When God says to be strong and courageous, actually he means you gotta be strong enough to be weak. Paul puts it like this, my grace is enough for you. My strength and power are made perfect and show themselves most effective in your weakness. So what does my fight look like this year? It's learning how to be weak. What does my fight look like this year? Is learning how to ask for help. What does my fight look like this year? Not just 
like it says in, in Romans 1.16, being, uh, for I am not ashamed, uh, for, you know, for the gospel of Christ is the power to save. Go on revolution tour and tell people all about Jesus. It also means I have to be unashamed that I need the gospel too. We just think that that scripture means that we need to preach the, the word to everyone all the time. But it also means being unashamed, unashamedly desperate that you need God as well. And so in order to be strong, man, I challenge you, in order to be one, in order to be functioning as a body together in this region, we desperately need each other. We desperately need each other. We've got to get over it. We've got to get over our pride. We've got to get over building our own communities. We've got to get together and build each other's communities. It's got to happen. Otherwise, we don't get to be strong. In Jesus' name. Be strong and courageous. I, I haven't... I haven't, asked, I haven't asked her to say this, but I've got my friend Georgia here, as you all met, the beautiful Georgia, Ginger Georgia. And she's a, she's a Bible college student, and um, she, she came on Revolution Tour with us last year, was the first time, hey, and uh, she came and danced on Revolution Tour, and Georgia's one of my favorite people on the face of the planet, and uh, Georgia came on Revolution Tour and she, last year, and she's kind of serving with us and coming to church. She's like, man, you guys are pretty cool. And uh, then she randomly decided, I'm going to go to Bible college. Uh, by the way, prayerfully consider what you're going to do for 2016, if you don't know, at Corpus College. And uh, so she decides to come to Bible college. Now, I've been a Christian. I've been walking with Jesus. This is year 15. And I uh, know, <laughs> She's so, he looks so young and stuff. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> don't laugh. Come on, guys. <laughs> and uh, Georgia, Georgia, uh, maybe like four years, three or four years that she's been walking with Jesus, but she will say herself that it's probably just this year and half of last year that she's really been journeying with God and she's had her own set of struggles. Did you know? This year, probably one of the most important people in my life, apart from Jesus, has been Georgia. Even though I've walked triple the number of years with Jesus, and it's been a great relationship, hasn't it? I'm supposed to be mentoring her. <laughs> I'm supposed to be discipling her, <laughs> and I am. But just as much, she's been discipling me. Come on, I, I just, it doesn't matter how long you've been walking with God. I still need you. Pastor Jordan still needs you. We all still need you. And you play a really important part. And for those of us who've been walking with Jesus for ages, get over yourself. <laughs> just get over it. It's just enough pretending. Come on, we need the Georges of this world. <laughs> where Georgia will just say to me, um, are you sure you're okay? Because it doesn't look like it. I remember driving home one day and Georgia says to me, I was going through some stuff. And Georgia says to me, you know, Esther, it's okay not to be happy all the time. And I was like, yeah, I know. 
Do you remember that? <laughs> And then I went home and cried. And I was like, love you, G. <laughs> and that was the, the beginning of me just being able to go to another leader and say, I, I really need some help. I'm laboring this point because this is where some of your freedom lies. That in order to be strong, we've got to actually be weak and say, I need some help. And it's okay whether you've been walking with Jesus for 15 years plus or whether you've only been walking for two years or less. We all need each other. Be strong and courageous. Band, come on up. Courage. I looked up this definition. And it says, courage is the quality of mind or spirit that enables a person to face difficulty, danger, or pain. And sometimes when we think of courage, we think of courage as something that we do, even when we are fearful, that we do it anyway. But this definition says that courage is the quality of mind or spirit that enables a person to face difficulty, danger, and pain without fear. That's what it says. Not with fear, not being afraid and doing it anyway, but the very definition of the word to be courageous is to face the difficulty, danger, or pain without fear. So I don't know what I've been doing when I've been facing the difficulty and feeling fear and facing the difficulty anyway. No wonder it's so hard for me to engage my faith because there's all this fear in the way. And I've decided somewhere along the line that that's just the way it's gonna be. I'm always gonna be a scared little girl. I'm always gonna be afraid of this situation. But my Bible says there is no fear in love. Can there be a place in your life that is fearless? Yes! Yes, there can. There can be a place where you are not afraid of the future, not afraid of the past running up and getting at you, not afraid of what's in your bank account, not afraid of every situation. There is a place, but it exists only in love. It's probably one of the hardest things to just receive love. There is no fear in love, but perfect love drives out fear because fear has to do with punishment. Fear has to do with punishment. I deserve this. I did something wrong, so I deserve this. This is the punishment for just being who I am. This is the punishment for being born in this place or space. This is the punishment. This is just what my life is. And we just accept it. But for me this year, there are two things that God has been teaching me how to ask for help and how to receive love. How to ask for help and be unashamed of it and how to receive love. Now for me, that's been a huge journey 
It's been a huge journey. And I know we all celebrate. Yeah, it's just, oh, well, I'm celebrating. I'm getting married in nine weeks. But that has not been the easiest journey. That's probably been one of the most difficult journeys. And I've run and I fought it. And I've been a good Christian leader about it. And I've been Esther Elliott about it. And I've been all full of attitude about it. But all it has been is extreme fear. Just fear that if anyone would really know me, if anyone would really know what was going on, they'll be like, oh, no thanks, it's too much. And so this, this whole journey of, of, of uh, courting, of dating and of getting married, it has been one of the hardest things I've had to do. Believe me, I have no issues if God said, Esther, you're just gonna be single for the rest of your life. Sweet, so much simpler, all good. But throughout this whole journey, God has been teaching me. He said, the issue here is you don't know how to receive love from me. So I'm gonna teach you. And so he's taught me how to say, I'm sorry. He's taught me how to say, I'm wrong. He's taught me how to say, I'm really afraid. And he's taught me to sit there and listen and receive when he said, I love you. God, I'm talking about not them, but that too. And I, I don't quite know how to explain it, but it's the coolest thing because it never used to happen where I can just stand and receive the love of God. And know that I deserve it. And I'm so cool, but it's not just for me. You might think I'm falling apart, but I'm not. This, my friends, is courage. I am not afraid. I'm not afraid. And there is difficulty and there is danger and I know there's about to be some pain. Why? Because I like shopping. That's why. <laughs> but I can face it without fear. And it's not because of anything else, but I've just learned to receive the love of God, to open up my heart. And it's been hard to be vulnerable, but it's been so rewarding. And I don't quite know how else to explain to you, but just to say, as it says in 1 John, that there is no fear in love. So instead of trying to get rid of the fear, receive love. And try, instead of trying to fight fear, receive God's love. That is the, that's where the, that's where the battle is. Instead of just, I'm not afraid, wrong statement, 
not wrong statement, better statement. I receive your love, God. I receive your love for me. I receive your love beyond my wounds. I receive your love beyond my failures. I receive your love and I let your love define me. I let your love define my dreams. I let your love define my character. I let your love define me. Come on, stand to your feet, stand to your feet. So there is more, so much more to come. And there is more, so much more to come. There is more. So there is more, so much more to there is more. There is more. So much more. So much more. There is more. There is more. So much more. And be courageous because there is more. And all the land that you can see in front of you is yours to take. It is yours to have. It is yours. There is more. There is more. There is more. But we must be strong and we must be courageous. We must admit our need of God. We must be unashamed of it. And we also must receive His love. So before we carry on, if there is anyone here and you know first, first, you know you need to admit, just, just even in this place, you need to admit, I need help. I cannot do this on my own. I am tired of doing this on my own. I have strength, but I just keep just falling over all the time. I keep falling over my own faith. I have faith tonight. We have faith tonight. And so together, we are going to believe together on your behalf for your situation. So if you would just, just close your eyes and in this place, if that's you, you know, I, I, I just want to admit tonight, I've been doing it on my own, but tonight I say enough. I'm going to join in with the person next to me and I'm going to ask for help. If that's you, just raise your hand so I can see you. Just chuck your hand up. Awesome. Great. Hands going up everywhere. Fantastic. Awesome, awesome. Come on, you don't have to believe or stand alone. That is a lie of the enemy. We are all here to stand with you. Fantastic. Come on, we're gonna pray tonight. Uh, if there is someone with their hand up, I need you to turn around and I want you to lay hands on them and I want you to pray in faith with them. If you've got faith, come on, if you believe, come on, we're ministering to each other now. So if someone has their hand up, Come on, don't leave them alone. Don't let them stand alone. There are hands going up everywhere. 
If you're still being prayed for, just leave your hand. Uh, sorry, someone isn't praying for you yet. Just leave your hand up. Someone is coming. Someone is coming. Come on, we believe in Jesus' name. Where, where you are weak, that God will be strong. We believe and we stand with you for breakthrough and for blessing. You are not alone. We silence the lies of the enemy that would say so. And we declare, we declare breakthrough. We declare blessing. We declare favour. We declare open doors in Jesus' Name. We speak strength into your situation. We pray that God in His mighty power and in His mighty favour would intervene miraculously and break open new ground for you that you might walk forward in Jesus' Name. Walk forward and grab your inheritance. Walk forward and own your promise in Jesus' Name. Amen, amen, amen. You're not alone. You never have been and you never will be. And right now as we're gonna sing again, come on, if you just know that you need the perfect love of God, that there are areas of paralyzing fear. You may be fine, but whenever one particular situation pops up, you are scared. But I know the perfect love of God drives away all fear. So if that's you in this place, why don't you lift your hands? And God, I pray, I pray for every person who struggles with fear and we all do in some way or shape or form. Father, I pray that we would be those who receive your love. Oh, we receive your love right now. God, I thank You that even now You would come, that your, your loving presence would come and even embrace each person now, that they would know and experience now the awesome love of the Father, that each person would know You are loved, that they are treasured, that they are valued, and above all, and in all and through all, that they are loved in Jesus' Name. If that's you, just say, God, I receive your love. I receive your love. I receive your love into this wound. I receive your love into this area of failure. I receive your love into my mistakes. I receive your love into my shortfalls. I receive your love where my faith just can't get off the ground. I receive your love. I receive your love. some of you and you've said that prayer with all the faith and belief that you have but the question you're asking is how do I know 
How do I know that I've received the love of God beyond a feeling? Uh, here's, what I, here's what I feel like the Holy Spirit is saying. If that's you when you're asking that question, that tonight you're gonna dream. You're gonna be able to dream. You're gonna be able to not just dream, but hope and believe. And you're gonna think to yourself, wow, where did that come from? It's because you were able to receive God's love. You can now see and believe and know it's gonna be awesome. So go home, even tonight in this place, and be like, God, I wanna dream. And if you still can't dream, say it again. I receive your love, God. I receive your love, God. I want your love, God. Say it until you can dream again. Say it until you can believe again. Say it until you know again in Jesus' Name. Last thing I wanna do, it's my favourite thing ever. And that is to ask if there's anyone here who does not yet have a relationship with God. And you're sitting here, standing here, you're like, what are you on about? As Pastor Jordan said at the beginning of the service, Jesus came and He died for all of our sin, paid the price for it. And all we need to do is pray a prayer and believe in our hearts, confess with our mouth. That's all we need to do. And believe that Jesus died on the cross for our sins and then He was raised to life again. And the Bible says in Romans 10 that we are saved, which means this, that Jesus then walks with us and talks with us and, and heals us and shapes us and challenges us and He pushes us forward. And when we get knocked down, He picks us up and He hugs us and He says, go on, try again. Come on, you can do it. That's my Jesus, He's super fun. If there's one thing I know about Jesus, it is not always easy, but it is always an adventure. <laughs> it is always an adventure. So if that's you tonight and you don't yet have a relationship with Jesus and you're really keen for one, or maybe you used to have one and you've walked away, this moment is for you with every head bowed and eye closed. And if, if you wanna have a living, breathing, exciting, dynamic relationship with Jesus, it can begin with this prayer of faith. All I, all I need you to do is right now in this place, just quickly raise your hand and say, yup, Esther, that's me. I wanna make this decision. Awesome, I see those two hands, three, four down the front. Just, just chuck your hand up now in this place, just so I can see who I'm praying with and I would love to pray with you. I've seen four hands on my left. I'm just looking in the middle. Is there anyone at the back? Hey, God bless. Awesome, thank you, God. That's five people. I'm looking to my right, your left, just in this section. Is there anyone here that you wanna make this decision or recommit because you know you've walked away? Come on, you don't need to, you don't need to have that struggle alone beyond this moment. If we pray this prayer of faith together, Jesus comes in. So is there anyone else tonight? Just quickly raise your hand and I'll pray. So I, I don't think I've missed anyone out. 